Welcome to We On Fire Sports Podcast, providing fire takes and analysis on sports topics. We have some guests providing their thoughts across the sport landscape. No narratives here. Straight talk. No chaser. We On Fire Sports Podcast. Welcome to We On Fire Sports Podcast, season permit of season number two. First of all, I want to thank everybody who got down with me in season number one. Thank you for all the love and all the feedback. And we kick off season number two right on the fall end of the season. We got the National Football League is back, back in the fold. I know everybody is stoked across the world, football fans across the world. Also, too, on the fantasy football end. And, man, on this pre-med episode, man, for season number two, we're going to break down the AFC division, the AFC conference in the National Football League. I got my NFL correspondent coming through, Steve. Definitely going to break down the AFC portion in regards of the season this year. Man, man, so I'm definitely stoked for that. Also, too, man, we had Serena Williams bow out of the U.S. Open losing in the third round. It appears it's going to be her final U.S. opening as she's gearing up for retirement. So I definitely wish her the best. Definitely was a, a great match in the third round. Also, too, we got Donovan Mitchell. Donovan Mitchell has been traded from the Utah Jazz to the Cleveland Cavaliers as the Utah Jazz has pretty much hit the reset button on their organization as Cleveland now was looking to gear up, man, and try to be an Eastern Conference contender this season. They traded the young and Colin Sexton as well as Lori Marketing in the deal over to the Utah Jazz. So Danny Ainge and company now can hit the reset button with a million draft picks that they got over between him and the Rudy Gobert deal. Also, too, we got Kevin Durant, man, going back to Brooklyn. He had a mere copa with Steve Nash in the front office up there in Brooklyn. So he'll be back in Brooklyn for this next coming season. I told y'all, man, I tried to tell y'all, man, in the season ending season one episode that Durant wasn't going anywhere out of Brooklyn. So we're going to keep it real brief, man. Sit back, enjoy season number two, We On Fire Sports Podcast. Man, we're going to start off in the AFC, man. Uh, we're going to start off in the AFC and the AFC East. You know, we had the Buffalo Bills winning the division last year. Uh, man, they was, whew, man, probably arguably the game of the year with the Kansas City Chiefs last year. Man, this division, you know, it's a stout division. You know, I think that it's a probably one of the better divisions in the National Football League with Buffalo. Obviously, we got the Miami Dolphins on the, on the up and come up in that division. We got New England in that division on the up and come up. You know, the Jets, whole another story, typical Jets. But first, man, what are your thoughts about Buffalo this season, man? Uh, cream of the crop, uh, not not only in the AFC East, but in the AFC in general. Um, obviously, you know they're 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 a Super Bowl favorite, Josh Allen MVP favorite. Uh, you know it's really between him and Mahomes as far as you know one A and one B as far as best quarterbacks in the division. Um, hands down, I think uh, they'll be in it. They get they're loaded up front with weapons uh they got a, a running back by committee but a great stable running backs uh you know i think uh they'll be they'll be a deep playoff run team if they're not it's, it'll be a total disappointment but you know their offense is going to come to play their only concern obviously is in the secondary they 
Dreyfus White is Mm -hmm. the the cover guy. Um, But other than that, uh, you know, they could be a little leaky sometimes on the back end. Um, You know, especially he's coming off an injury. So he had an injury plague year last year. But, uh, you know, I don't think anybody will stop him up until the playoffs. And I'm talking about deep into the playoffs. But they should be the winner of the AFC East. And uh, definitely a a playoff uh, Super Bowl uh, candidate. Yeah, man. I agree on that. I think that they're the best team in the division. I mean, they may be the best team in the AFC and maybe in the whole National Football League. I mean, you bring in a guy like Vaughn Miller. Um, I totally agree with you that their secondary was leaky, and we see what happened what happened in the playoffs with that with that leaky secondary. <laughs> I mean, man, what a crazy game! But yeah, they added a little depth at the running back position, bringing in James Cook from uh, University of Georgia, and I think he's going to be part of that committee with Devin Singletary. Um, you know, I think that Gabe Davis may have a you know a better season this season. He kind of came on strong t- towards the latter part of the season last year for him. Um, so I think for them. You know, I think that if they don't make a deep playoff run, or to me, get to the Super Bowl, it's going to be a disappointing uh, season for Buffalo, man. So, so we'll see, man. We'll we'll see how that unfolds with them. You know, also too, we got the New England Patriots, Bill Belichick and company. You know, what's your thoughts on New England, man? Because I'm kind of I'm kind of not really feeling a vibe right now, in New England. Not saying that I don't trust Bill Belichick, but. They got some issues to me at the skill positions in New England, man. Well, what's your thoughts on the Patriots this season? Well, everything, according to the Patriots, everything you see that they're doing brings up some kind of level of concern. Uh, you know, they got uh, Joe Judge and Matt Patricia is going to be the offensive Well, one of them. <laughs> um, they got virtu- virtually no weapons on uh, on. On the offensive side of the ball, I mean, their their best receiver, I would probably say, geez, uh, yeah, I, exactly. I, can't, exactly. I can't think of a player that really just sticks out of that bunch. Uh, Hunter Henry is probably the better, the best receiving threat that they have, um, but he's a tight end and he's injury prone. And so, you know, they do have some really good running backs. Um, you know, Damian Harris, uh, uh, co- you know, first one that comes to mind, he's pretty good. Um, so you think of it and you look at this team. So I think they're trying to kind of model a team similar to those, you know, early Tom Brady years where, you know, you had, you had those, uh, you know, Kevin Falk, and you had, and you had, yeah, you had virtually no names on on the receiving core. Deion you know, Branches of the world, and you know guys yeah. who was able to make a couple plays for you, but they basically specialized in their defense and their front on the def- on the defense. Right, side. they beat they beat you by you making mistakes as opposed to them going out and literally beating you. But the problem with that model is you don't have Tom Brady. It's Matt Jones, and Matt 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 Jones is. Is a good player. He's a good quarterback. He's not gonna. He's not gonna. You know, burn the house down. But at the same time, he's not. He's not the kind of guy you could say, "Okay, we're down. Um, Go out there and throw us. Throw us the victory." I. I just don't see it. Uh, I think it's another mediocre year for the Patriots. I think they. They'll. 
they'll they'll be in the hunt and they'll be in just about every game because it's Bill Belichick and you know they're not a team they're gonna self destruct but uh yeah I think it with them is interesting with with New England I mean last year they they scored the second most points in the in the division. And this year, I don't see that. I don't see that happening. I don't see New England being able to score the second most points in this division behind Buffalo. I think that you know the Dolphins, even to be quite honest, possibly, and I say this very loosely, possibly the Jets may be able to outscore New England this season. We'll see about that. But speaking of Miami, man, it's a lot of moves down there. We had the Brian Flores situation down there, where he got unceremoniously fired by Stephen Ross. Sue Stephen Ross. And then we got McDonald coming in as a new head ball coach. And then we had the acquisition of Tyreek Hill, man. What you think about your Dolphins this season, man? Well, um, I think uh, with Miami, you're, you're going to get a totally revamped version of what the Dolphins were last year. Um, obviously, you know, Brian Flores, defensive-minded coach, his whole, his whole approach was different. Um, he never bought into Tua, uh, so you know we're gonna get a whole different version of Tua than what we got before. I think um, McDaniel's comes in, and you know he comes from that you know Mike Shanahan tree, and you know similar to Sean McVay, he's an offensive mind. I think he's gonna help out Tua tremendously, and then they bring in a whole bunch of weapons, uh, and it's not just bringing in weapons, it's weapons that fit what they're looking to do. It fits what Mike McDaniels does, their ability to run the ball and then have a playmaker who can stretch the defense. So you're never going to see eight, nine man fronts against the Dolphins. As long as Tyree kills on the field, you're not going to see it. As long as Waddle's on the field, you're not going to see it. They're going to be able to scare the living daylights out of defensive coordinators. So you're, they're going to, they should be able to run the ball very well. And when you can run the ball to set up play action, which is typically what, you know, the, the McBays and the Shanahan's of the world do, um, you're, you you could be pretty special, especially when you have the weapons on the back end that could stretch, uh, stretch defenses. Yeah, man, and to wrap up the AFC East, Man, we got the team that I think we both would agree is at the bottom of the division, the New York Jets. As you know, currently they had the injury, got the injury situation with Zach Wilson. I think it's a, a strain MCL, but looks like he's going to be out at least until week one or week two of this upcoming season. Man, the Jets and Robert Sala trying to make moves. Man, I actually like the uh, you know the Mark uh, Gardner pickup. Man, first round youngin that he picked fourth overall from Cincinnati to build up their defense. And I actually think their defense is is pretty pretty reasonable. But what's your thoughts, man, on the Jets this season, man? Uh, another building year for sure. But they got some weapons now. They got some young players that you know. Uh, it's not just throwing Zach Wilson out there when he comes back. Um, they have some young running backs, um, decent, a decent, you know, receiving group. Obviously you don't have a, you know, tier one right receiver playmaker that he could just a bell cow that he could just rely on. Um, and I think that's what they're missing ultimately, but, um, you know, uh, it's going to be a rebuilding year for sure. Uh, their defense is going to keep them in some games, uh, and then they'll be able to, you know, 
be able to 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 maneuver and and, and uh, make some plays, hopefully late and and get some wins. But again, it's a rebuilding year for the Jets. If Jets aren't uh, picking in the top ten next season, you know it was it, it was a great year for them. But I don't see that. I think the um, especially with Zach Wilson being hurt, you know, you're going to have Joe Flacco in there probably week one. Um, and if he could stay upright, uh, you know, they have, uh, they've, they've gotten a couple of injuries on the offensive line. Makai Beckham was out. Um, he's out for, for the year. Um, oh yeah. Yeah. Big boy. Yeah. That's going to hurt them. But, you know, if they could keep their quarterbacks upright, they'll be in some games. They might be able to eke out a couple yeah, I think with them, man, as you as you slated earlier, I think for them it's a rebuilding year. But I actually like what they did in the draft. You know, they also picked up, you know, Brees Hall. I think that was a big time, you know, big time move for them to add to, you know, their, their backs to me, backs by committee. But I think Brees Hall is going to be pretty much their bell cow. I think once we get towards kind of the end part of the season, it's funny you mentioned Joe Flacco. I think that Joe Flacco at this point in his career is really a trivia question. You know, when you talk about, you know, who's the starting quarterback in the National Football League that won a Super Bowl, his name probably won't even get brought up. But I think for them it's a rebuilding year. But I like I like the moves that they did during the draft. And I think that defense is going to be something to, something to worry about probably in the next year or so, man. So definitely, man, Fireman Ed and, you know, all the Jets fans up there in New York, man, I wish y'all the best, man. But I don't see you guys finishing no, no higher than last in that division. And, man, we got in the AFC, man, we're going to transition to the black and blue division of the AFC and the AFC North. Man, AFC North, to me, one of my favorite divisions in football because, man, when those teams get on the field when they're playing against each other, you know you're going to get a rough and tough football game regardless of the record. But to me, man, starting off, man, we'll go with the Baltimore Ravens. You know, last year for them, they finished actually second in the uh, AFC North last year going 8-9. And we had Lamar Jackson pretty much. They were in infirmary. I mean, they had so many injuries. Probably was that the first four weeks of training camp and including the first couple weeks of last season. Just crazy for them, man. They luck was they probably was the, the worst luck team in the National Football League as far as injuries at the beginning of the year. But what's your thoughts, man, on the Baltimore Ravens, man? Lamar Jackson and company. Uh yeah, injuries uh was the story last year. Uh, you know. Losing, I, I think their top what three or four running backs just oh, yeah. to start off the season. Um, you know that right there didn't help out a team that's basically built to be run first. Um, you know, and then rely on Lamar to make plays. Uh, really, I think it boils down to what are you going to do differently. If it's going to be the same Greg Roman offense where, you know, they're going to try to rely on Lamar to make big plays and then occasionally hit somebody over the top but really pound the football, that defense has to be the other end of the of the, uh, uh, of, of, yes. of the uh, equation. Because if, if they're leaky like they were last year and, and, you know, their secondary was ravaged by injuries for sure, but if they're not that Baltimore Ravens defense, that front seven, yeah, and that's their calling card. I mean, that's been their calling card for years, man, their defense. You know, just stout defense. And to me, to me, it was the injuries that they had early in the season and their defense, which they had some injuries on defense as well. But their defense, to me, coming into the season, I thought they were a, a, a top seven, a top eight defense. But they finished on the back half of the year last year. 
And I think that's pretty much what cooked they goose, for me, in my opinion. I mean, they still went 8-9. I mean, it was a tight division across the way. I mean, you only had a two-game difference between Baltimore, who finished technically in last place, and uh, Cincinnati. But, man, we'll, we'll see about them. Obviously, we got the Lamar Jackson situation with him trying to get, you know, cool $230 million. Thank you for listening to We On Fire Sports Podcast. Available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Overcast, Amazon Music, CastBox, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, Stitcher, Our Heart Radio. Man, once again, thanks for listening to We On Fire Sports Podcast. And don't forget to hit us up on Twitter at We On Fire Sports. Also, Instagram, We On Fire Sports. AFC South, to me, I think it's probably the least respected AFC division in the AFC as far as I think coverage and publicity is concerned. But man, we're going to start right off, man, in the great state of Texas, man, with the Houston Texans. Obviously, we had the whole Deshaun Watson situation finally get over with as he you know, went up to uh, the Cleveland Browns. And man, we got Davis Mills and company and a team that's pretty much looking like they rebuilding. You know, I do like the, you know, the pickup that they got in Derrick Stingley uh, from LSU. I do think that he can be a ball player in this league. You know, I, I, I kind of enjoy watching him play down at LSU, you know, playing a little bit corner, a little bit back in my day. I appreciate, you know, and obviously he comes from a great bloodline. Mm-hmm. What do you think about the Houston Texans, man, this season? Uh, you know, rebuilding, that's about it. Uh. If you're talking about, uh, you know, anything other than maybe eking out a handful of wins, uh, I think that's too much to ask. They, you know, Davis Mills is a good young prospect at quarterback. He, you know, kind of held his own, especially considering that he has nothing around him. Um, but ultimately, you know, you got, that, that's going to stunt his growth. I mean, you've got to have playmakers to surround around a quarterback, especially a young quarterback. Um, their offensive line is defense is decent, so they're going to be able to run the ball, I think. But uh, you know, it's a bad division, but I think Jacksonville is way better, uh, and that's the next closest team to them. Um, I don't think they have they, they they they'll they'll do anything against um, Indianapolis, and I don't think they'll do anything against the Titans. Um, but uh, you know, for them, if if they could get about three to four wins this season, I think it's a good year for them. Yeah, to me, they kind of remind me of the, uh, I call them Jet South, because they remind me of the Jets just in the South Division, where to me, I thought they had a, actually a pretty decent draft. Like if you look at the guys that they they drafted, you know, obviously they picked up uh, Michi in the uh, second round, the wide receiver from Alabama. You know, I thought they made us, you know, some pretty decent moves on the, on the draft end, but yeah, this team is definitely, definitely rebuilding. I think it's going to be a long year, a long year for Houston Texans fans. I do think uh, Nico Collins, the receiver, say from uh, Houston, I think he's a weapon that you know may ascend a little bit this season. But yeah, it's going to be a be a long, long year, man, for the uh, for the Houston Texans this year. And, yeah, and I mean, and to that point, and again, Collins, I think is going to be good, uh, a, a good receiver for them. Uh, Michi's going to be done for the year. There's no telling if he'll be back with you know. Leukemia, battling leukemia. Yeah, but, exactly. Um, but again, there's, there's, no, there's the weapons that they do have are young guys, 
who, you know, unless, unless you're, you know, there's a Jamar Chase there that I don't know about. You, you, it's very hard to get a young, a young receiver in there, and it's just going to dominate for you or be, be able to do something for you, especially when you don't have a clear cut NFL number one there. So, it, it, it's going to be a tough year for sure. Yeah, reminiscent of the Jets for sure. Yeah, man, and the team that, as you just said, man, that's closest to them in the division. But I think that you know Jacksonville is a better, better operation than them. Jacksonville Jaguars. You know, we had the whole debacle uh, last year. <laughs> man, what a debacle that was. Urban. Um, exactly. That's all we need to say is just urban. Uh, urban being urban, pretty much. But, you know, we got uh, Trevor uh, Lawrence in his second season, man, with the Jacksonville Jaguars. You know, we got his teammate, uh, Travis Ntien. You know, he had a banged-up season last year. He didn't play, you know, had the knee situation. But I think he's a, a good talent for them. We got James Robinson, who was nicked up last year as well. He's coming back. You know, I think that they got a sneaky ball club, man. I think they got a sneaky ball club. And I think a lot of people, you know, criticize Peterson for getting the job. But I think Peterson might have been the right guy for them, man. What's your thoughts on Jacksonville? Uh, I think the Jags are ascending. I mean, obviously, uh, coming from where they were with Urban Meyer, it's not saying much. But, um. I think with 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 them, it's really, you know, the biggest pickup of the offseason, Doug Peterson. Um, mm-hmm. You know, Doug's gonna gonna I think get the most out of Trevor Lawrence um, and get him back on schedule to where his career should be. Um, they got weapons around him. Uh, they got a good running games. Uh, you mentioned ATN. Um, their offensive line is still a little it's a little shaky. Um, but I think at, at, at the end of the day, they're going to be, they're going to be a stellar budge. They're going to be out there doing big things. Um, I, I, I just, for me, uh, their, their, their defense isn't what you would expect, uh, to be able to compete in that division within. Yeah. And I think that to me, that's the biggest thing, man, on the defensive end. I think that's one of the biggest uh, question marks for them. You know, they took Trayvon Walker, number first overall defensive end out of Georgia. You know, I thought that was a, you know, an ambitious move. I don't, uh, there's nothing really to say against Trayvon Walker. You know, I I thought this year really wasn't no undisputed number one pick overall. But the kid got talent. I've been watching him in the preseason. He's been making a few plays for them. But I think that they, in my opinion, probably have the worst defense in that whole division. And I think that is, you know, to me, it's going to cap them a little bit, especially when you match up against other teams across the AFC, man. But yeah, I do. I definitely do think that the Jaguars and their situation, man, is a better situation definitely than it was last year. And I think that uh, Doug Peterson absolutely is, to me, their biggest acquisition in the offseason, especially from the whole urban debacle. What's your thoughts on the Titans this season, man? Well, you know, they've lost some weapons. You know, Brian Tannehill is, you know, hanging on to his job by a thread, I think. Uh, you know, losing the weapons, losing the guys on the outside isn't going to help them. A.J. Brown was big, uh, you know, figuratively and literally. I mean, he's, he's the kind of playmaker receiver that, you know, you 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 hate to see a, a team lose. So losing him and just relying on the running game, it's just going to be hard 
you don't have that big playmaker back there and you're going to ask Ryan Tannehill to do a little bit more. And I think that's when, you know, he kind of gets into trouble. Um, the only thing I could think of for, for Tennessee that might actually be a good thing is, you know, if that offer, offense starts sputtering midseason, you bring in Malik Willis and he gives you a spark, uh, you know, young guy who can run, do some plays, make some plays with his legs um, and he has a great arm. Who knows? He might be a better a better option for you midseason when you know when you're, you're you're trying to create some offense outside of Derrick Henry. But uh, you know, I don't think they're as good losing AJ Brown, and I think it's a bigger ass um, of Ryan Tannehill that I don't think he could he could handle. Yeah, I think that AJ Brown loss is gonna be huge, man. I mean, not only did they lose AJ Brown, but they lost you know Julio Jones, which he's not the same Julio Jones. But I think that, you know, when you lose two two guys, like two guys that basically kind of help your team a little bit and you still have Ryan Tannehill on the roster. And to me, Malik Willis is a question. You know, obviously he's from, you know, I've watched him play in high school. He's from Atlanta. You know, I think that for him, you know, I think it's a midseason situation. We could have, you know, to me, it kind of reminds me of the Vince Young situation <laughs> up in Tennessee, you know, when we replaced uh, Steve McNair. Mm-hmm. situation like that again I mean it's kind of a wait to see approach but I think that their team they went 12 and 5 last season I mean I think Derrick Henry I mean when healthy I think he's the best back in football just his production just you know just just a hog back there but I think he ain't a spring chicken no more either and he got a lot of carries he got a lot of tread off that tire off them tires man so to me I think they're descending I think that when we saw them last time we saw them in the playoffs I think that's the that's the Tennessee Titan team a team that when you ask Ryan Tannehill to do a little bit more than, than, than what's to be desired, that's when they go left with them. And so to they kind of figure that situation out or maybe try to potentially bring in a weapon, you know, I think that they're going to have basically a flame-out season, and I think the Indianapolis uh, Colts are going to overpass them and, and win that division. Yeah, definitely. I think, uh, you know, uh, if you can run the ball you and play great defense and not, like I said, not turn the ball over, you got a chance. Asking Ryan Tannehill to make plays when you're missing weapons and you don't have guys downfield, that's going to be tough. Traylon, Bur- Tra- Traylon Burks, I think, is is a good weapon, a good young receiver, but I, I just don't think they have enough. So, yeah, absolutely right. So I think uh, tennis, uh, Indianapolis just basically was a division by default, really, with everybody else that's in it. Yeah, I think that, yeah, and I like the acquisition of Burks. You know, I thought he was a good player at the University of Arkansas last year, but he's not a burner. You know, he's more of a, you know, possession guy, you know, who can break some tackles and get upfield a little bit, but he's not going to take the top off of a defense, even though he got good speed for his size, though. No yeah. doubt. I think he's a burner like that. So, yeah, it's going to be an interesting, interesting uh, season for them. But, yeah, I, I, I totally agree with you, man. I think the Indianapolis Colts win that division. And, and, you know, getting to the playoffs from that particular division. All right, man, another team, man, in the AFC South, man, the Indianapolis Colts. They got themselves a new quarterback in Matt Ryan this offseason. We got the great Jonathan Taylor still running the football up there in Indianapolis. Man, they're a team that, you know, to me, it's interesting. They lost their defensive coordinator and Matt Eberflus, who went to the Chicago Bears as the head coach. But what's your thoughts, man, on Indianapolis this season? 
Yo. Yo, yo. Yo, yo. Hey. All right, I can hear you. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. All right, cool. All right. All right. I'm going to shoot uh, Indianapolis, uh, the intro of Indianapolis, and I'll just let you go in on Indianapolis. Okay. All right. What do you got? Ready? Yeah, I'm going to take it from the top. Yep. So another team, man, in the AFC South, man, that I think that may be able to make a little noise this season is the Indianapolis Colts. You know, they got themselves a new quarterback and Matt Ryan making that that move for Matt Ryan. You got the great Jonathan Taylor, who arguably the best running back in the National Football League. They lost their defensive coordinator in Matt Eberflus, who became the head coach of the Chicago Bears. What's your thoughts, man, about the Indianapolis Colts this season, man? I think they're the best, they're the best team in the division. Um, you know, just simply because they got the best quarterback in the division right now. Um, I think Matt Ryan kind of helps them solidify things a little bit. Um, with Carson Wentz, you know, you never knew what what you were getting with Carson Wentz. I mean, he can make some plays, but also he can make some really bad plays and self-destruct. And I think with, Mark, with, with Matt Ryan is you'll probably get a more consistent team week in and week out. Um, they still need weapons on the outside. Um, you know, they, they they don't have uh, that clear-cut number one. T.Y. Hilton, I think, um, you know, is, isn't much of a factor. Um, you know, they need they need a playmaker on the outside that can stretch uh, stretch the defense a little bit and, 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 and you know, give a job. Yeah, I think with them, to me, the biggest question might be might be uh, might be Pittman, the receiver. To me, it's just all about just how well he extends, and if he take that next step, being a, you know, being a you know Pro Bowl receiver in the National Football League, I think that if he becomes say a Pro Bowl, you know, Pro Bowl type receiver and has one of those type of seasons, then I think the Indianapolis coach can go a long way. Yo, I'm on the phone, Nyla. Please. With, with Pittman, he's probably a number two. He's Hold probably on. the best. He's Hold probably on. the best number two in the league. Hold on, we're gonna have to do this joint over because this kid banging on the damn door. <laughs> no, you can't come in here. Like, let me finish talking to my friend, dude, and I'll come out and play with you. Go do something with mommy. I'm gonna come play with you in a second, please. Hey, <laughs> she ain't in there doing a goddamn thing. <laughs> All right, so we're gonna have to uh, we take it from the from the uh, from the top, uh, and then while I let you do, we're gonna do Indianapolis again. All right. Another team in the division, man, that I think that could possibly make some noise, man, is the Indianapolis Colts. Colts got themselves a quarterback this offseason, man, picking up Matt Ryan from the Atlanta Falcons. You know, they got the great Jonathan Taylor, who I think is one of the best uh, running backs in the National Football League, if not the best running back in the National Football League. They lost Matt Eberflus, who became head coach of the Chicago Bears. Lost him from the defensive coordinator position. What's your thoughts, man, on the Indianapolis Colts this season, man? Yo, yo, fam. 
Damn. Can you hear me? Can you hear me? Can you hear me? Yeah. Can you hear? Okay. Now just go in. Just go in on uh. Indianapolis from the top. I'm gonna show. No, I'm gonna show. I'm gonna show the intro. Then I'm gonna just let you go in. How you feel about Indianapolis? Okay. So another team, man, in the AFC South, man, a team I think that can actually make some noise this season is the Indianapolis uh, Colts. Man, what's your thoughts about the Colts this season, man? I think you know, hands down, they're probably the the best team in the division. Um. I think they're the team that probably has the best quarterback play in the division um, with with Matt Ryan. I, I think they'll be able to, you know, compared to last season with Carson Wentz, they'll be able to kind of not self-destruct and make those plays that are just going to cost them games. Um, the problem with them is, you know, is do they have enough weapons? Are they are they dynamic enough on offense? Is it just going to be relying on you know the running game and Jonathan Taylor? If so, they're going to get a lot of nine, eight nine man fronts. So that's going to be you know there wasn't an issue last year. Jonathan Taylor still did his thing, but you need an, a, a playmakers on the outside to stretch to, for them to really reach their potential. And, and I know Michael Pittman's a good receiver; he's probably the best number two receiver in the league. Um, but he's not the kind of guy that's going to blow the top off of defense um and put some fear into you down the field he's he's more along those you know michael irvin types that you know he's gonna make some plays he's gonna he's gonna catch the ball in traffic he's gonna get those crucial third down catches um you know he'll he'll make and he'll even make some plays downfield on man-to-man coverage because he's such a big target uh big in the red zone too but you know i just don't see them having enough dynamic playmakers to stretch teams and, and to make a ton of plays downfield. They just don't have that. But um, they got a good enough defense. Um, even losing the coordinator, they, they'll still be a, a good defense. Like a good bunch of defense playmakers. Um, and they'll be able to run the ball. And as long as you could do those two things in the league, don't turn the well, three things. Don't turn the ball over, run the ball, and play good defense. You're going to be in a lot of games, and you're going to win a lot of games. Yeah, and I think that to me, just as an upgrade, obviously from the Carson Winston situation in Indianapolis. I mean, he's the epitome of Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde in the quarterback position. So I thought that they upgraded at the quarterback position. Even though Matt Ryan is a little bit older, I just think he's a you know he's an upgrade currently from uh, Carson Wentz. So yeah, I think this team could be probably the most dangerous team in the division. I'm gonna go out on a limb. I'm gonna say that this team probably is gonna win this division. Because to me, the question mark and the team that we definitely going to bring up next is the Tennessee Titans, Ryan Tannehill and company, the great Derrick Henry who got a little banged up last season for them. What's your thoughts on Tennessee, man? Yeah, man, the AFC North, you know, it's definitely the black and blue division of the National Football League, man. And another team that was in the news big time over the offseason, man, with the acquisition of Deshaun Watson is the Cleveland Browns. Cleveland last year went 8-9, had an 8-9 campaign last year. You had the whole Baker Mayfield situation up there in Cleveland. He's going on to Carolina. What's your thoughts, man, early on, man? First, about the Cleveland Browns, and secondly, I guess, about the whole Deshaun Watson situation up there. Uh, Deshaun, man, uh, it's, it's it's crazy, man. Uh, 
you know, Deshaun obviously is a great quarterback, or else, you know, Cleveland's not going through the media hell that they're going through, um, bringing him in, uh, and, 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 uh, and, and dealing with that. But I just think that it's going to be hard to ask that team to basically stay afloat. Their schedule is ridiculous. Uh, you know, the first the first few weeks, they might be all right. But there's a middle stretch there of about seven or eight games during that suspension where they play just about everybody who, oh, yeah. who, who's, who's going to the playoffs. And, you know, I think, I think it's going to be a tough ask uh, of Jacoby Brissett to keep that team afloat that long um, until um, Deshaun gets there. And even when Deshaun gets there, what kind of quarterback are you going to have? You got a guy that arguably hasn't played for almost two years at that point. And so, you know, I don't think he's going to be able to just come in and just, you know, just dominate. So I think it's going to be really a disappointing year for the Browns. It's a shame because it's a talented front. They got a whole bunch of playmakers. You know, their running game is stellar. The defense, you know, is stellar. Um, Talent all across the board. But, uh, you know, I just don't see how they could stay afloat uh, until Deshaun gets there. And and to keep Deshaun, uh, when he does get there, to, to... Keep, keep, keep the, the offense moving, yeah, yeah. And keep and keep the offense moving. And um, I mean, I think you nailed it as far as the schedule, man. I mean, you once you get out of week four, man, you got Chargers, Patriots, Ravens, Bengals, Dolphins, Bills, Bucks. So yeah, that that October, that, that mid September through basically through November, the end of November is really their season, and you're not gonna have Deshaun Watson for none of those games. So, yeah, I think that they, you know, top to bottom as far as their roster is concerned, definitely a playoff team without question. You know, but I think for them, just with that suspension, and I thought the NFL got that right, too. I thought they got it right as far as, you know, just what the evidence that they had. You know, this has been an ongoing saga, and you get the opportunity to come back and still play within the, you know, within the same season. But, yeah, the schedule makers didn't do, uh, didn't do Cleveland no favors. Yeah, not at all. And, uh, you know, I, I don't see Deshaun coming back, and and when he does come back, it's just, I mean, some of the, the guy hasn't really played live football for that long. I mean, it's just too much to ask. I think. Um, yeah, yeah but, right out of the box, no doubt, straight right out of the box. Yeah, this guy yeah. played a game since 2020. Was I think 2020? And if he had played, maybe. I mean, I think the way the rules have it, he he's able to come back and start practicing with the team about, uh, you know six weeks in or something something along those lines but you know if 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 maybe you saw something in the preseason that could tell you hey you know he's able to keep you know some kind of rapport with the team in the preseason you saw a good enough couple of series out of him to say okay yeah but it's the opposite he came in there and he you know he had to you saw the rush yeah he was rusty as heck yeah, you saw the rust. You saw, and I just don't see that in the middle of an NFL season when everybody's just, you know, on the on the top 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 end and and, and peaking. He's gonna come in and just go ahead and, and and take that team to the next level. I just don't see it. Yeah, me either, man. Me either. I think definitely Cleveland. You know, take a step back of this season. Um, you know, I just think for them, they just got a lot going on, man. Just a lot going on for them. Also, too, man, another team in the division. To me, that's an intriguing team as well, and that's the Pittsburgh Steelers, Mike uh, Tomlin and company. 
you know, obviously we got the retirement of Big Ben Roethlisberger. You know, we brought in, you know, drafted Kenny Pickett. We brought in, or they brought in Mitchell Trubisky. And, you know, them, they're, they're an intriguing team. We got Najee Harris obviously going to his second season, which will be a stud running back for them. You know, they got some weapons, Claypool, you know, uh, Johnson. You know, what's your thoughts, though, man, on Pittsburgh? I think they're a dark horse team. Um, I think they're a good wild card team, uh, especially if Cleveland's going to be kind of on the, on the mend. I think they'll be around long enough, and I think they could beat. They could beat. They could split Baltimore. I think. Uh, you know, they got a young team. Um, quarterback's going to be the issue. I think Mitchell Trubisky's, you know, a decent, you know, bridge quarterback. I think he's really good at what you know Mike Tomlin wants to get done, and that's a quarterback who could make plays with his leg, makes make a few throws, and you know, just be be solid. Um, and, and and not turn the ball over. I think he could do that. Uh, I got I, they got a young core. I mean, you got some young weapons, some young, very good weapons. You brought up Claypool. They got George Pickens, the rookie, who's been you know turning heads in practice. Uh, Najee obviously is, is is a stud. Um, I I like Pickett. I think he might be starting week one, to be quite honest with you. Um, but if he does it, I still think Mitchell. Mitchell Trubisky gives them a chance to win some games and I think if they could stay afloat stay with their defense you know JJ Watt um, TJ Watt I'm sorry and company um, they could get some pressure on the quarterback they could create some plays under they got playmakers on their defense still um, they'll be in some games because it's the AFC North um, Cincinnati might be a challenge for them for sure but um, again teams coming off a Super Bowl win who know or Super Bowl loss rather? Who knows what kind of version you're getting of the Bengals? So you know they'll have an opportunity. You know, um, I think they they'll be they'll be that dark horse in the division. Man, man. Speaking of speaking of Cincinnati, who is a team that you know went back to the Super Bowl the first time they're going back since the Icky Shuffle and Young Bowman Sison. Rest in peace, Sam Weish. That ball club losing to the San Francisco 49ers, but. You know, back in 19, 1988 NFL season for them. You know, I think for them, man, I think that, and I'm gonna go out on a limb. I don't think this team's gonna have a big of a hangover like that. And I, I think the reason why is because this team is just so young. I think that, and also too, I think that they feel that Cleveland's gonna drop off a little bit. You know, I think that they feel like they can beat Baltimore with the season that they had last season against Baltimore. And I don't think they really feel Pittsburgh as, you know, they feared them, say, in the past. So I do mm-hmm. think that this is Cincinnati's division to lose. You know, they went 10-7 and seven last year. So to me, I don't think you're going to get a big drop-off with them. You know, meaning that if they win, they can easily win 11-12 games this season. Just putting their, basically their same team back out there on the field. What you think, though, about uh, about Burrow, man? About, you know, Joe Burrow, man, going into, to me, one of his biggest seasons of his career going, you know, obviously a year after the Super Bowl. I love Joe. Uh, Joe's a great quarterback, and he's going to give them an opportunity to win a lot of games uh, because the team believes in him. He's ultra talented. He's you know exemplifies leadership. I think uh, you know he he has that makeup to get you right back there. But um, it's hard for teams to go that deep, lose, and then come back and 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 be a great team and and. Um, you know, the Buffalo Bills are probably the only team that goes to mind. It was Jim Kelly years, but um, oh, in a row, 
Right, right. Um, but that's because they were playing in a weak division and, and they dominated and they had an easy path right back to the Super Bowl. But uh, I don't see the Bengals having an easy path. There's so many good teams in the AFC. Um, you know, if it's not the Chiefs, you got you 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 got the Ravens in their own division are going to be a tough team. Uh, you're going to have Buffalo, obviously. You know we spoke about them, and then that AFC West is loaded with just teams that you know that are talented. It's going to be hard for those guys to get back. They they have weapons, obviously, on the passing game. They have a, a, a good running game. Their defense doesn't scare you. They're they're opportunistic, and they can make some plays, and they can you know make some turnovers here and there. But when you're not getting those turnovers, and you're basically not getting a team that's going to beat itself, do the Bengals have enough to where they're just going to go out and dominate and beat you? If you look at those playoff games that they won last year, you know Chiefs kind of beat themselves. There was some turnovers there. There were some mistakes. Yeah, they didn't show up to play. I mean, yeah, they didn't show up to play. They basically slept walk through the whole the three quarters of the football game the Chiefs did last year. Right. <laughs> in right. My, in my opinion. So yeah, I think you spot on with that. I right. think for, so, No, no, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, I just think for them, you know, as you mentioned, there's a lot of competition, say, at the top in, in the AFC. I think that the trek outside of say, their own personal division is harder than say within their own, you know, within like their own division, obviously across, you know, the teams across the uh, rest of the AFC. But like I said, man, for them to go 10 and seven last year, you know, I think that they can easily, easily win, you know, 11 to 12 games, just, you know, just based on just them kind of getting back into the fold. But I think that for them, the real challenge is going to be, as you mentioned, when you have to re-up and play those same teams again in the divisional rounds or the AFC, you know, wildcard rounds. I think mm-hmm. that's when you're going to really see the, you know, is Cincinnati kind of a fluke or, you know, if they're a le- legitimate operation up that man, the Cincinnati man. division man which i think and i said this last year remember we had the same conversation last year man with the young afc west which i believe might be the best division in football as i said again last year <laughs> the best division in football you know we had a lot of you know to, to me this division kind of reminds me of just the epitome of just free agency and trades whether you had Russell uh, Wilson going to you know Denver, we obviously got Khalil Mack going from Chicago Bills to the San Diego Chargers. But I'm gonna start off first, man, uh-huh. with that was in the basement in the division last year, the Denver Broncos, man. You know, as I just mentioned, they brought in you know Russell Wilson. You know, you got Jerry Judy, you got Colin Sutton, you know, you got uh, Javante Williams. You know, you got the OG Melvin Gordon over there, man. What's your thoughts, man, on the Broncos, man? Um, you know, you you said the two words that matter the most, Russell Wilson. Um, and if, if Ross can cook, the Broncos will be right in the mix. I think they, I I would give them the edge over, uh, over the Raiders and over, uh, the, 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 even the Chiefs, I think, uh, because I think they got such a great offense and a bunch of weapons, you know. 
Uh, I think they lost Gorton Sutton for the year, but they still got some playmakers back there at receiver. I think they probably would have the edge, especially with their running game. But, you know, it, it all boils down to Russ. And, you know, if he's able to do what everybody expects him to do, I think they'll be the they'll be the 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 second best team in the division and uh, could very well win the division as well. So um, I think they're 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 a good option. Uh, this reminds me of the NFC West a couple of years ago where it was just nothing but playoff teams. Uh, when West was when Russell was back in that division, and every single te- every single week in that division was a challenge. Uh, this is what the AFC West is. Um, it's there's some good quarterbacks in that division, some great quarterbacks, mind you, in that division. Um, and all of those guys are going to be battling it out. Yeah, and it's funny because when we talked about Denver last year, remember we were saying, you know, the young talent they had, we thought the defense was, was, was up and coming. We're like, man, the only thing Denver's missing is a quarterback. Where I be, the brain trusted Denver must have heard our conversation, heard the podcast, man, because yeah, they definitely read up with Russell Wilson, which obviously. You know, Russell Wilson is a superstar quarterback. And yeah, I think they I think just with the roster that they have, I think that even if it's a tough division, I think that Denver can get into the playoffs out of this division. Uh, but to me, I think they can ascend. I think they are, in my opinion, they're better than the Raiders. I could definitely say that. The Chargers to me is a wait and see. And that's the team that we're gonna talk about next, man. The Los Angeles Chargers, man. We got Justin Herbert and company. You know, they made a big acquisition in bringing in Khalil Mack, adding to Joey Bosa. You know, we just uh, broke your boy off with a big old bag of buddy, man. <laughs> man, man, talk about uh, German Jane. So what are, you, what are your thoughts, man, on the Chargers, man? Um, You know, they haven't made the playoffs in a couple of years with a great, with a great young quarterback. Um, injuries have, have been horrible for them. Bosa. Dern James, you name it throughout the defense. They just had injuries on top of injuries. Um, but they got the weapons. They got the players. Um, from a coaching standpoint, you don't know for sure if they, if their coach is the answer. But, you know, they got a great young quarterback. And anytime you got a good young quarterback and you got him weapons um, and you surround him with a good enough defense to get him the ball back, you're going to have a chance. I just don't think they have enough. Um, they got some older guys on the on the defensive side of the ball, especially when 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 those injuries have added up over the course of the year. Um, I, I just don't think that they're going to win that division this year, even even with the playmakers, even with the talent that they have. Yeah, man, and it's funny we mentioned all the talent. We'd even mention Austin Eckler. I mean, that right. is the talent they have. <laughs> Be like that, they're probably top to bottom. They probably got the best roster in the division easy to me and when you just go straight top to bottom i think that uh the chargers is probably the most talented team say in the division but as you just mentioned their team that haven't made the playoffs the coach is a little bit questionable i think that the pressure is ratcheted up on him as well just with the type of roster that they have just you know can justin herbert ascend to a to a higher level than he did last year but yeah, yeah and you you bring up their talent and you're absolutely right but you know here's the thing about their talent if you look at that talent and you add up the amount of games that some of those guys have missed over the past couple of seasons, you, you know, Khalil Mack, Bosa, Derwin James, even Eckler, uh, you know, battling hamstring issues, knee issues. They miss a lot of games over the past two seasons, those guys. And you, you wonder Mike Williams, 
you know, he's missed some games too. You wonder, can this team, um, you know, really come out and, and stay healthy throughout the course of a 17-week season? Yeah, yeah, especially too with the, with expectation. See, that's the difference, I think, with this team. Last couple of years, they really didn't have expectations. I mean, last year they went 9-8, and eight, and there's a lot of expectations going into this season. You know, I watched a little bit of their training camp. You know, and the, you know, people out there in Los Angeles, they stoked over the Chargers. They think that this is probably the best Chargers team, arguably probably in the last 10, 15 years. But as you mentioned, it's just the injuries with them. You know, they have a couple older guys, but their team that's definitely intriguing, meaning that to me, their team that can, can win the division possibly, or a team that based on the fact that Denver is leveled up and you got Vegas and KC in the division, they could take a step back. So to me, they're like an enigma right now. And it's going to be kind of interesting to see how this season, you know, how the season play out. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, man. And then we got the Las Vegas Raiders. Man, they had a, whoo, what a crazy season last year they had. And not even talk about on the field. Just, you know, with the dismissal of John Gruden, we had the Henry Ruggs third situation. Had a couple other players, man, catch some DYs out there. Vegas a tough town, baby. Man, man, we got Derek Carr coming back into the fold. You know, they got, you know, Adams, the stud receiver, man, coming in from Green Bay. What's your thoughts, man, on the uh, Las Vegas Raiders, man? I like the Raiders. Um, I think the Raiders, uh, with their car, um, I think he's obviously going to win you games. He's going to keep you in a lot of games. Um, you know, you, you give him some weapons. They got a running game. I, I really hope the running game comes back. If the running back comes back, um, and they are able to run the football. I think, uh, and and that helps out Derek in the passing game a little bit. I think they got a shot. Their defense, I think, is much better. Um, they got guys who can get to the quarterback. Um, you know, I think Max Crosby is a good DN. He's going to give you double digit sacks for sure. Um, I think I, th- I, I I like the Raiders. I like the Raiders a whole lot. I like them much more, really, than the Chargers. I think they're more dependable than the Chargers. It's just a matter of, you know, whether or not, you know, they're able to run the football and and stay healthy too on that side. But, you know, and they do have a couple of question marks on the offensive line. But I think the Raiders are are, are the team. Devontae Adam, I think, definitely puts them over the top as far as, you know, solidifying that offense and and, and making sure that, you know, they're gonna be able to 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 have a playmaker that could, you know, bail them out, so to speak. But um yeah, he's gonna open up the running game alone by himself, because um, you gotta you gotta you gotta assign a safety to help out whoever's covering uh, Devontae Adams. But yeah, I think uh, the Raiders are probably that wild card team out of that division. The aforementioned Kansas City Chiefs. You know, we had the loss of Tyreek Hill going to the Miami Dolphins in the offseason. We got Patrick Mahomes. They brought in Juju Smith-Schuster. They brought in a few other little side weapons, man. What's your thoughts, man, on the Kansas City Chiefs, man? I think the Chiefs, uh, you know, they're a couple years ago, a few years back, they were automatic. (laughs) It's not automatic anymore. Excuse me. Um, I think uh, this version of the Chiefs might be a little bit better offensively. And I'll say this because now they're a little bit more balanced. They're going to do what 
Andy Reid did initially. They're going to run the ball. They're going to play off of the running game a little. It's still going to be Pat Mahomes, and they're still going to be airing it out and getting the ball out to different receivers, you know, Travis Kelsey and uh, Juju Smith-Schuster, you know, they're gonna get the, they're gonna get their catches. They're gonna make their plays, uh, but they're gonna be able to run the ball a little bit more. And I think uh, if you look back that year, they won the Super Bowl, especially in the Super Bowl. They ran all over the Bucks. Oh, yeah. They were able to be balanced, and you know. And then you look at the following year when um, I'm sorry, not the Bucks. Uh, uh, oh, you talking about when the Chiefs uh, lost? You talking about in the playoffs? You know, in the Super Bowl when they won the Super Bowl, they they were they were they were balanced on that front, um, and then they came back the following year against um, against Tampa Bay and got rocked. Um, the reason they got rocked is they couldn't run the ball and they were one dimensional team, and you basically you you had a replica of what uh, you know the great show on turf, where when they got to the Super Bowl against the Pack uh, against the Patriots where you're able to take away the deep game, able to take away the deep passing game, and then you basically left them um, trying to figure it out underneath, and they weren't able to do that. And I think that's what you know happened to them last year. I think this year they're going to come back more to the roots, be balanced, be able to run the ball, be able to, to... – Yeah, I think that if they run a similar – you know, and I think to me the key caveat in it is Andy Reid. Because I think that if they get back to the kind of the essence of an Andy Reid offense, like you say, similar to his situation up in Philadelphia, where, you know, they had, you know, a couple backs, you know, you had Donovan McNabb, you know, and he had the ability to make big time plays and, you know, out of this world type of plays. But they was running the football. They were more kind of like a, a grind type of offense. And they had obviously talent with T.O. on the outside, but. They were a well-run machine type of offense. They wasn't, you know, really super pass-heavy like that. So I think that that's the key to me for them this season. Obviously, we got to get some more improvement on the defensive. Thanks for listening to We On Fire Sports Podcast, Season 2, Episode Number 1. Man, the season premiere. I want to first of all thank everybody for listening. Also, too, I want to thank my NFL correspondent coming through, Steve, breaking down the NFC portion of the National Football League as football season is geared up. Also, too, man, we had the trade of Donovan Mitchell from the Utah Jazz to the Cleveland Cavaliers. As Utah has hit the reset button, as Cleveland trying to gain position in the Eastern Conference this season. Also, too, we had the renege of Mr. Kevin Durant. I wanted to get out of Brooklyn, but looks like he had a mere copa with Steve Nash and company up in Brooklyn. Is he going back to the Brooklyn Nets? I definitely do see them as a contender this season. So, once again, I want to thank everybody for listening, man. I appreciate the love and all the feedback. We on Five Sports Podcast, season number two.